0: Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTetter.com. Today is Tuesday, August 15th, 2017. This is episode 55, Concert Programming Issues. Think back to when you were a rookie teacher, maybe someone in their second or third year, Or someone who is in a new position. You're trying to make a good impression on administration. And you've designed the perfect lesson. It's a 45-minute class. You've put together a very, very ambitious plan. You've recited it. You're pretty sure you can get everything in 45 minutes. Maybe in your mind, you might even think that you might be a bit short. Probably not going to go over. And inevitably, what always seems to happen well, the inevitable. You have. Something that occurs in a class, which you didn't expect. Students ask questions about things that you didn't expect them to question, or they don't understand a certain concept, or they're simply not getting it. Perhaps a classroom discussion has kind of gone off on a tangent a bit. And it's relevant And there's nothing wrong with it. But more often than not, the perfect lesson plan often is the one that's not written down on paper in advance. Usually, we use that as a framework. And here's the thing. You learn from that so, when you move forward and you're going to meet with an administrator to talk to them about a lesson that they're going to come in to observe, after all, they're only going to be in your classroom X number of times throughout the course of the school year, you make it clear to them, this is what I have planned, but I don't know if I'm going to get to all of this, or this should be enough, and if I... if. Uh, you know, I cover all this material, then I may go into this information, which is supposed to be for next class. And you can say that in advance. You learn. You realize that no lesson plan is ever perfect. So here's my question. Why is it that there are some people out there who never seemed to learn when it comes to concert programming. Because I gotta tell you, I've been to so many concerts over the years, and one of my former colleagues has always said it best to me from the early days in my career if the New York Philharmonic Orchestra does not do a concert that exceeds an hour and 45 minutes, maybe two hours. Neither should you. Ever. Ever. I can't think of any audience member. I should say I can't think of many who wants to sit through any performance for more than two hours, and I don't care how great the music is, an opera withstanding, maybe even an occasional Broadway musical, it just doesn't work. And it gets to be painful. I don't care how great the music is. Music could be a top-notch group playing outstanding literature with emotion, with passion, with the best conductor in the world on the podium, and I'm going to tell you, after about two hours or so, you get tired, because when, if you're in the audience, and you are someone who's really into music, you just love listening to music and you're analyzing it and you are taking in everything that's going on in the performance the average professional after about two hours they get tired it takes efforts to listen to great music. Yet, there are conductors, directors, ensembles, whether it's the uh, committee that is engineering the program, or if it's the conductor. Himself or herself. I just don't get it. I don't understand. I've, I've sat through honors ensembles before. Honors ensembles. Band, chorus, orchestra. Three hours. Painful. It's not bad. There's nothing wrong with the music. It's too long. It's too long. You start the concert at 2 o'clock, it should not be finishing at 5.30. That's really much. And you look at the audience afterwards and they're worn out. Now, I'm just talking about professionals. What about the average Joe or Jane that's out there? I'm telling you, again, no matter how great the performance is, There are two primary reasons that audience members come to any concert. Number one, they're interested in hearing great music. Music that interests them. And that goes along a little bit with with number two, but number two is kind of its own separate thing. They are there because of the performers. So you might be there because, you, you know, the Vienna Philharmonic only comes to the United States once a year. Maybe that's the reason. You want to see Vienna. I don't blame you. Vienna's not doing a concert that's three and a half hours long. or you're there to see one of the players, someone you know personally. Well, that's the case with family. They're there to see their child. They are going to go up to little Johnny or little Jennifer at the end of the performance and tell them how wonderful they were and tell them what a great job they did And they are supporting their child. Some of them have better musical ears than others. And I am by no means saying that you have to cater to the audience. Not a bad idea. In some situations, it's recommended. We'll just say that. But... Making the concert ridiculously long, I don't understand. There are people I know and care about and respect that consistently have concerts that are over three hours long. And this is not just for those people. This is for everyone. Because, honestly, a concert that's an hour and 20 minutes long can also feel long, especially if the music stinks or the performers are not well-prepared. Now, that can be a painful performance, too. I know that because my parents sat through a lot of them. And they were loving souls. (laughs) They never said anything about how bad something may have sounded. The reality is they said that some of those concerts were just downright painful and they weren't very long. Teachers who are preparing concerts really need to think carefully about your demographic. You need to think carefully about everyone who's going to potentially be in attendance. Think about the students and present a thorough and enjoyable concert experience for everyone. The best thing you can do when you program for a concert is really high quality stuff that just knocks everyone on their rear the musical experts and the amateurs alike stuff that just blows them out of the water and as soon as you you hit the final note of the final selection they just look at the person next to them and say I wish there was another tune that's what you want not Oh, God, there are three more to go. Because you can definitely have that reaction even if the music is great. And this idea of, well, I must feature this person and this person and this person and this person and this person, this person here's the here's an idea. How about don't feature them at all? I, this idea of, you know, because so-and-so was an all-state player we must feature them and have them play a movement from a concerto at the concert no you don't the person will be just fine you do not need to cater to their ego anymore if the person is truly a good person who's looking for the best interest of the ensemble they have absolutely no interest whatsoever in doing such a thing and you as a teacher do not need to do that there is just no need do be about the entire ensemble don't feel this need that you have to highlight this person and highlight this person the next thing you know your 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 entire program And what I mean by program, the concert program is out of control and it gets to be too long. Focus on pieces of music that are going to make everyone sound great and that the the program's concise. I think one of my favorite uh, things over the years is I would tell Parents and I'd even I wouldn't even just tell actually I wouldn't even just tell parents because usually at most school concerts by and large the audience is generally just the parents of the kids. I would say to colleagues though, you know, listen, if you're in the area, come and check it out. I I, I guarantee it's gonna be pretty good and it's not gonna be more than an hour. That was always my goal. My goal for the winter concert is to never have the concert be more than an hour. And that included my uh, my instrumental ensembles and my chorus. Many years ago, we had five different groups perform, and we still did it in under an hour. Just had everything flowing really, really well. One group was moving off the stage while the other one was getting on. Well-oiled machine. Because the set changes are part of it. That's part of the programming too. And if you don't, add, if you don't plan accordingly and have those enough chairs on the stage or enough stands on the stage, or whatever other types of issues you're going to run into, and take those few extra minutes, hours before the concert, and take care of that, you're wasting everyone's time, and you also look incompetent too. Even if it wasn't your fault. If anything, put extra chairs on the stage. I, it, this is just something. It's just so personal and so bothersome. It goes a lot a, along a lot with the the previous episode, but I just don't understand this this over programming nonsense. I I just do not get it. I'm not sure what anybody is looking to gain. I really hope that there will be people that will listen to this particular episode and take it in and consider cutting back. You know, if anything, and you're, you're seeing that the concert is too long, maybe you're going to have to add another concert then. And I know it's not as desirable, but your, your concert is two and a half hours long. Maybe it's time to look at the program and say You know what, maybe I really need to make this Into two concerts That are an hour and 15 minutes long People will be able to digest it A lot better They'll be able to enjoy themselves A lot more And one more thing If you're going to have the long concert Don't do it In the winter And Don't do it at a time of year in which there are other major things going on in the community especially. One way to irritate families is by having a three hour holiday marathon concert when these people have a gazillion things that they have to be doing to get ready for the holidays. And being at your concert from seven o'clock until 10.20 at night is not one of them. Being there from seven to 8.30 is absolutely fine. And oh yeah, by the way, the other bonus with that is if the concert doesn't go too long, then there's probably gonna be an opportunity For you to maybe even go out with your family, have some ice cream, maybe even a late dinner. You have a wonderful evening then. Not be fed, you know, Carmina Burana, Britain's Ceremony of Carols, and four different holiday medleys that feature 17... Singers and two different instrumentalists. I mean, just absurd. It really is absurd, and I don't. I don't understand it. I'll never get it. And uh, it has. It really has nothing to do with getting older either. I've. I've had this viewpoint since I was in my mid twenties. And all these concerts I've done, I, I can't even think of even one concert that I was involved in. In school that ever went longer than an hour and 45 minutes and I think that was like twice otherwise always under an hour and a half and often about the hour and 10 minute time frame a lot of things to think about I hope again once again I hope that this information is helpful to you i hope it is going to enlighten you if you haven't thought about these things and i assure you your audience members let's be really honest too your performers they're going to appreciate it a lot more because Gone are the days of me wanting to sit and play With any ensemble That just goes on and on and on and on and on With just too much music Great music Quality over quantity If you live by that You'll be in great shape You'll be able to simplify things And everyone will always go home happy.